What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, the NBA schedule is released as our 2K ratings for 2K22. We discussed that and my trip to Las Vegas. Jamal Adams gets a big contract. We rank the best families in sports. And most importantly, this Sunday, August 22nd, we will be doing our inaugural I don't know if that's the right word. Our yearly fam pod where the fam comes on with us and debates us. So text the word podcast of 443-383-4140. We will send you the link and we will see you all on Sunday. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on all year, every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh, he broke his ankles. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. And fam, we have missed you, but Abe, what is on your mind today? All right, Jackson, settle tits. Welcome back from Vegas. I have a little test for you to start out today's episode. I feel like when we first started the pod, we would do a little trivia, and you would try and stump me. Yeah. So I got a little, I got a little trivia for you, and I, I'm fairly confident you can get this when you think about it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Going into year 19, Wash King, year 19, going into year 19, next season in the NBA, LeBron is the fourth oldest player in the league. Who are the three players older than him? Okay. All right. Year 19 in the league. Is Carmelo older or younger? I said, who are the three players older than him? Well, are you going to help me or I have to just give you three straight guesses? Yes. Okay. I mean, they're they're the same draft class, so Carmelo's definitely in the running. It just depends who was born first. LeBron's birthday, trying to think. Melo played a year in college, too, which would make him older, I believe, but... There we go. Okay. We got one. That's okay. that's the easiest one. Okay. There's one that there's another one that I, I think is I don't really know easy. if he qualifies, but is J.J. Redick older than LeBron? J.J. Redick is not older than LeBron. He actually might be, but that's not the answer, and he's also a free agent. Right <laughs> okay, there are three players that are on a current roster in the NBA. That are, like, legit, like, on the roster. I, yeah, yes. Okay. okay. I mean, I actually think he's – so LeBron's 36 today or 37 today? I think 36. Okay. I mean – this is why the, we need Eagles. Sir. The fact that Taj Gibson isn't older than LeBron is like insane because he looks older. Uh, at least are they both? Let's do it like more like JJ. JJ Redick is thirty-seven. Okay, so so but that, that's not that doesn't count. That doesn't count. All right, um, no. he's a free agent. Let's go. Can you at least give me like the conference? Like, are both in the East? Both in the West? One in the East. One in one in each one in each okay so that doesn't help much um let me think vince carter's no longer in the league um bigger bigger guard i mean what, what are we doing here? Nah, it's wanna... more like a 20 you know 20 questions vibe Can got, I... one of them is a big one of them is a big okay and these players play in the league they're on the roster. Okay, so they're they're not really playing. That's if they if they were getting minutes, like that's why I'm conscious of Taj. Well, obviously being on the Knicks, 
Outside of Mello, I don't know who else is in that draft class who would be in the 0201. Uh, I'm drawing dead here. Uh, okay. Gasol's not in the league, technically, right? I'm surprised you can't get the big, to be honest. It's that obvious? I don't yeah. think Dwight's older than him, right? Nope. Okay. A big man who's old as dust. Whew. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You wanna hang it up? Yeah. The big man who I thought you would get even before you got Carmelo, because when I was given this, I got him right away. Udonis Haslam. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was right next to me at Summer League. I should have I should have had that mm. one. And weird flex. Okay. Um and the other one which I thought was the hardest to get and a little surprising, but when I thought about it, Andre Godala. Really? Andre Godala. He was drafted, I believe, in 2006, but went to the University of Arizona. Maybe it was a three- or four-year player there. But Andre Godala. And you know what? I actually shouldn't have asked this question without totally looking it up. Yeah, where did you because, where did you see this? It was given to me, and I just, you know, trusted the person. But uh, Andre Godala, age. No, I believe... 37. 37. Yeah, okay. 37. So, going into year 19, you have... Udonis Haslam, who is just out there to sit on the bench and be culture guy. You have Melo, LeBron's teammate. teammate. You have Iguodala, who Golden State, yeah, back to Golden State, and you have probably an MVP candidate. So that's it, pretty. You wild. said Iguodala, Finals MVP candidate. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, he's. You say you got the, the LeBron MVP. You got LeBron, the LeBron stopper, LeBron's teammate, and LeBron's ex-teammate. Everything coming up, Bron. I would love to know the legitimate amount of the percentage of people that have been on a team with LeBron. I'm sure NBA. it's a lot. Like, relative, like not like a lot. It's not as crazy as there's some insane baseball stat. Like, some guys play with 4% of all baseball players ever. That's baseball, though. Yeah. Yeah, no one cares about we're, it. Though. We're off baseball for now. Okay. Um, fam, by the way, this is... Monday, so for Monday's pod on Sunday, which would be today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August twenty second. We are going it's Friday then. on it's Sunday, Friday, though. Sunday. On Sunday, we are recording a fan pod. We do this every single year. We do well. We've done it once, but it's it's a new tradition that we're continuing. We do this where we have the fam on. They come into a Zoom, and you have your chance to not only ask a question. But debate with Abe and I. You bring a debate question, a hot take. You call Abe out on his terrible takes over the past year. Whatever you want to do. So the details of that, uh, we're going to try and link to it on our Instagram story at Snapback Pod. If you can't find it there, text the number, the community number, 443-383. Hmm. Hold on. Let me get that number. Wow. Let me wow. I just don't want to mess it up. I just don't want to mess it up. 443-383-4140. Text that. Uh, text the word. We have keywords. So text the word pod or podcast to 443-383-4140. We'll do the recording on Sunday night. It's actually how we found Mr. Eagleson. And... Um, Maybe it was stocked down for now. No, but we, no, won't no, get, no. we won't get into the details. But the point is, Eagleson's job is on the line this Sunday night. Like, 
there comes a time we signed him to a one-year contract. He had he came for the Zoom. He asked a legitimate question about the Dolphins. Who knows what it was about? And a year later, he's still been our producer. So if any of you have looked up to Andrew Eagleson this past year, wanting to have his job, wanting to be berated by us, um, the only um, stipulation, I know we don't really do stipulations, Nobody from Canada can take Eagleson's job. Of course. I'll, I'll, I'll lay that rule. One, because I wouldn't want to do Eagleson like that. Two, if we're getting a new guy in here, I can't just keep hearing, ooh, a boot, <laughs> oot, milk it a big. You know, I, 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 need a, I need a break from that. So come get Eagleson's job. Come ask us questions about life, about sports. Um, and chances are I'll probably yell at you. Fair enough. Fair point. Uh, but yeah, text us or find us on Instagram or just DM Abe incessantly till he sends you the link. You'll find a way if you want to be on the pod. Some kid, find. some kid DM'd me the other day or today or something. He was just like being really mean. Yeah, about like you Sixers, like Eagles, us, us. Like you don't know shit about anything. Like fair. Yeah. But you don't gotta say it to me. Yeah, that's just mean to to point that out. Like we're well aware of what we're saying on here. <laughs> it's cool if we say it to each other, but when you say it, like that's just wrong. Anyways, back from Vegas. It was a long four days. I'm going in three weeks back for week one, and I'm there for six days. You've been to Vegas. You don't go to Vegas for four, let alone six. That's just nightmare fuel. But summer league was fun. Definitely something for everyone. If you're a basketball fan to check out. I didn't spend a ton of time actually watching the games, but it's cool to be around it. There's two gyms. They're in the same building, which is actually pretty cool. So it's like 30 seconds. Big second AAU walk. vibes. Yeah, major AAU vibes. All the players walking around. And like in the one smaller gym, you can, you're like on top of the action. Decently competitive hoops. Like the backups, you know, they're really fighting for a job while the starters, they're trying to just get good reps in. So it's nothing like intensity wise like heightened but it's just a cool place to be around it's not too hot at that point in vegas although it's definitely quite warm and you just got to have the stamina you got to be able to go for four days night in and night out that's why i love watching when i watch preseason football i kind of don't watch the offense and defense when i watch preseason football i'm in it for the special teams yeah they are on their ass. Grinded. Every single per every single person on the punt coverage on the field goal, they're playing for their for their careers right there. People always say it's a three you gotta win all three phases, right? That's a football term. You gotta you gotta win the trenches, you gotta win all three phases. When you watch that third phase live in action at a hundred percent, you're not getting that type of shit in the NFL regular season. You know what I mean? So that preseason special teams is the creme de la creme of just giving it your all. And you know what? Summer league it's fine. It's all right. Yeah. But it, it's, it's actually it's it's NBA Twitter's perfect world because you can not watch a single game. You can get all your information off Twitter and you can just make irrational judgments, whether it's positive or negative about seemingly any player. Remember when Trey Young was was out of the league? In his summer, after playing two games of summer league, he was. And now look at us, Luca Gars is a perennial all star. <laughs> uh, so nothing. I actually, it's funny as I say that I don't think there were any players where people are like, "Oh, he's taking like he's gonna be better than we expected." Or I still think that my boy Davion Mitchell. I said he should go top five. It would have been an overdraft, but people are sleeping on him. Like 
what, love Davion he's, Mitchell. He's a stud. So I was. I saw. I saw. I would like. Let's talk about that for a second. Because you just said that the summer league is the perfect place for NBA Twitter to gather, and boy, did you do that. Whether or not you have a, and I know where you're coming from with this take, but it's just like, like who says this and why? I, I genuinely believe that this. the Sacramento Kings have the deepest backcourt in the NBA. I think they do. How is that relevant to literally anything? Wait, what do you mean? Like, what, what does that mean? I get it. They have like a lot of guards. They have like, a lot of any- very, very solid guards, and I just think depth, depth wise, they have the deepest backcourt in the NBA. Okay, fair. How many of them, because they are guards, right? Yeah. How many of them have the dribble and dunk in their bag? Mm, well, let's because see. Because a, a, a clip went a clip went viral we the other Everyone day saw. of Chris Johnson with Ben Simmons. How many point guards have this bag? You know what he did, fam? He came off a screen, he did a crossover, and he dunked it with authority. So until the Sacramento Kings deep backcourt that's gonna propel them for years to come can dribble and dunk like that. I don't want to hear about the deepest front court in the NBA. Well, well, number one, De'Aaron Fox has like less than six inches versus Ben and can still dunk like Ben. Uh, I haven't seen it. Halliburton, I think is like six, six. He can dunk Terrence Davis. He can yam on people. Is he? He's on the incarcerated? King. Huh? No, oh. no, he's on the King. Cool. That's part of it. You know our love for TD. Sacramento, the land of second chances. Yes, and Davion Mitchell. So that's a six. You know, those are great young guards that I'm hype about. The Knicks are probably second in the league when we go depth wise. That's all I'm saying. Just depth. <laughs> I'm not talk. People were actually replying to my story like, "Bro, what about Golden State in Portland?" It's like, bro. I'm not saying that those guys aren't better, those two, but like who's behind can you name Listen, the- when you when you when you talk about when you talk about how many guards are on the roster, there's not Oh, you can't rival the next we have, we have ten of them, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we win that one. But anyways, the schedules are out, or at least the big time schedules are out. So let's start with the NBA tip off. Our first reactions. Opening night, Tuesday, October nineteenth, which is in exactly two months NBA season just ended why not start it right up uh oh okay you guys do get to play in prime time on opening week you just gotta wait a little but opening night the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks face the Brooklyn Nets one and two in the east for this upcoming season and then the Warriors head to the Lakers for the double header the Warriors being there is thank you okay do we still give a shit about about the Warriors? Oh, oh, okay. I was gonna say that's a large statement to make about the Clippers. Like to make you know, to not just slot those two in like they have over the past two years, to just give it to the Warriors over the Clippers, no Kawhi. I mean, it makes sense. And to answer your question, yes, we do. They are going they have the third they have the one, two, th- they're tied or no, sorry, they're fourth. In the NBA's title odds, the Warriors. How ridiculous! Because is they're that? getting because they're getting Ben Simmons. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why. I don't know. The only way I'll give a shit about the Warriors is if Ben Simmons goes there, because then I think they're they should be title favorites. Well, but it it feels to me like it's like almost like last year when the when the NBA tried to shove the Clippers and Nuggets rivalry in our face. Right? It's like how many years are we? Dr- the Warriors have sucked. Like, absolutely sucked since 
they were the Warriors. It's and been it's just like two years, one year, and both years Clay was out, one year Steph was out. Like they're, I think it's the the revival story of can they? And is Clay is Clay even gonna play yeah, opening Clay. night? Uh, I don't know about yeah, I think so. I had talked to him recently, but I didn't get an update. But let's what about Bucks Nets? You're hyped for that. It's a good way to get your your overreactions in on night one. But it is it is it is pretty cool that James Harden will be watching Giannis. Unbelievable! Like after all the trash talking, the guy goes and he's. I don't think I don't think Giannis has the nuts to like give a little look his way. I disagree. Giannis is Giannis is savage, and I didn't know this because until the fam told me. So there was like that viral thing going around that like why did none of the players hype up Giannis? You know, like every time Luca goes off or Dame or Steph, like you know LeBron's tweeting Durant's too. But like whenever Giannis does something insane like there's no love like it literally took a 50 point win it game. because that was the first ever insane thing he really did stop he stop. he it stop. doesn't take much skill to, it doesn't that. it doesn't take much skill to stop. run dribble and dunk okay i'm just we're gonna ignore that but i'm team i am team james harden but, in the beef but what they but what they said was Giannis. i didn't know this it must be like self-contained to milwaukee but Giannis has apparently come out and said like a ton that he doesn't befriend any players in the league because he wants to like compete against them and he thinks it would be weird. Some like old fashioned type shit. But um, he is savage, bro. Like he's made comments before. He's confident. He made one. He went, He made one Instagram live where he said, "I be freak on the court." Yeah, and no, be I'm freaking the sheets. I'm not even talking about. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. He he's done stuff before, so. It would not shock me. And what a baller move that would be. Like, he, he's never going to be boys with James Harden. He's never going to play on the national team with him. At worst, they share the court for eight minutes in an all-star game, and that's it. So I, I'm down for Giannis to do something savage. That would be great. Anyways, moving on. Wednesday, Knicks versus the Celtics. Opening night for the Knicks. Kemba and Fournier against the Celtics. You got Suns Nuggets, which... Literally, in honor of the Suns, blast that game straight into the Suns. Put that shit on NBA TV. <laughs> no one's watching that. And then you've got Hawks, Mavs, Luca, Trey. That's fun. Uh, it's not. It's why? I, I, don't, I, I don't. That's a thing. Maybe it's That's just, a thing. It's a thing because they were traded for each other. Yeah. It's not like a rivalry. But I, I, I just, I hate how the NBA, and I get it. I get they have to put multiple teams on national TV and everything, but to try and force these matchups down our throat as if people give a shit. They do. Like, they do. No, they, they don't. Do. I don't. They do. You don't, but they do. People do. It's fun. Like Mavs and, and Hawks fans will fight for the rest of their careers over that. Trip. But they exist. That that is that's a separate issue. Abe. You know, what's funny, though. Like, I think we're both in an agreement. 50 days out of 10, Luca's the better half of that deal. Oh. But like but like Hawks fans now like actually have a leg to stand on. 100%. And like if, if you're a Mavs fan, you're just like you just have to like bite your tongue and swallow your pride because technically they 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 are right because Trey went to the Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals. Luca has he won a playoff series? Luca hasn't won a playoff series. He went five of eighteen in the semifinals in the Olympics. He's not great in the clutch, um, <laughs> but it's just like that little rat fuck Trey Young got lucky once, and now like, I, you know what? I stand with you, Mavs fans. 
it's just like the Hawks fake franchise. Yeah. Well, you guys get to face the Nets at home on Friday night, which according to Damian Lillard's camp of he's going to start the season with them would mean that Ben Simmons would be the starting point guard or four or seven. I don't even know what position he's going to be playing for you guys, but he's a bad, he's not, he's not a position. He's a basketball oh, he's player. A ba- he's not a hooper, but he is a basketball player. Anyways, uh, the other schedule release we got was Christmas day. Chris, if anyone is not busy that day and wants to hang out, Shoot me a text. Abe is free. I am not. I will be busy during our Christmas lunch. Knicks versus Hawks. Is this another one where you're going to claim no one cares? Because people care. Whether or not it's outside no, of no, Atlanta, no. New York. Like, that was fun during the playoffs. Trey shit-talking in the garden. No, people care because it's the Knicks. People don't care because it's the Hawks. And I think that was one of the nicest things I've ever said to you. I mean, it's just fact. It's like the Knicks, the Knicks are always going to be on Christmas Day if they are. Well, they weren't for the last like, two years. They are Right. Because they were a dumpster fire. Whenever they are relevant and take that with a grain of salt. When I say relevant. Now relevant. I don't mean that you're like, like in the hunt, this, that. When I say relevant, I mean from a Knicks standpoint, relevant to the relevant for the Knicks, relevancy for the Knicks is way different than relevancy for the Utah Jazz. Relevancy for the Knicks means that you guys aren't pieces of shit. Mm, that's not true. Right? That's not true. We were very relevant and terrible during the KD Kyrie Zion chase. It's it's when they're like the 12 seed. What? Very relevant in what, terms what, of the what? Well, wait, wait, what seed were you during the KD, Kyrie, and Zion chase? What do you mean? The Zion chase, as if you had any control over. No, that's him. what I'm saying. We were tanking for Zion. The Knicks were very relevant. It's why they got trolled to oblivion. My point is, it's when they're like the 11 seed. They can't tank. They have no one notable. Like they're not fighting for the playoffs. That's when they're irrelevant. That's what it was the last year, and that's why. Um, the Knicks are back. Celtics Bucks at two thirty. Stop, Paul. Stop right there. I'm not mad that the Sixers didn't get a Christmas Day game. I'm not. I don't care. I'm mad that the Boston Celtics did. I was so right about them last year. How they were going to take a step back. They were going to be bad, and they were. Why is the league trying to? paint Jason Tatum I get it he's spectacular he's on the verge of being a superstar he is not a superstar yet we've gone over that but why what do the Boston Celtics why do they deserve a Christmas game I honestly wish I could (laughs) wish I could give you an answer like I would have put I think the heat before the Celtics us or the heat ahead of them us or the heat ahead of like nobody cares about the Celtics I can't fight you on that one. Five o'clock, you got Steph versus CB3 and D-Book. That'll be a fun one. Eight o'clock, of course, Nets versus Lakers. So if you didn't get your overreactions in on on October 19th, December 25th, whatever we record, let me just check the date. Let, let's make sure that we can get something fresh. December 25th is a Saturday, which makes a record for us on Sunday. So you guys will hear some very fresh content there. And then... If for what and then go to bed. If for whatever reason you're up at ten thirty, you'll see Luca versus Donovan Mitchell. Enjoy that. Um, so there, there are in that Nets Lakers matchup. There's six 
superstars, we'll call them, whether or not they are. Let's be honest, Jack. How many times in sports when we have these like matchups that are made months in advance with these like huge monsters nah, of teams? All six of them? On Christmas. I, I like when I say they'll play, if they are healthy, no, that's a big if. If they're healthy, they'll play. Adam it, Silver it, it never, it never will, works Adam like Silver that. will require the he'll be like, Look, I'll give you five mil each. It's thirty mil budget. Do whatever you want with it, but you're playing in this game. And and they do. LeBron always played I'll give him credit for that. He always does suit up when it's kinda it's he got hurt on Christmas, and that's why he didn't make the playoffs. What's your point? Just like he doesn't always I mean, play. there's no way because of that reason. There's no way that they're playing like a back to back. You know, it's not like the Nets are playing the Clippers on the 24th. They could, but I just doubt it. On another note, on the Christmas Day games, if you're Nikola Jokic, like you have to just accept the fact that you're a fake MVP, right? No, I think it's like you're the you're the MVP of the league. You don't get an opening night game, national television. You don't get a Christmas Day game. Like the NBA is just going to forget that Nikola Jokic won an MVP. He's going to be. He'll be a trivia question. When our exactly when our great grandchildren are doing this podcast and still going on, little little Abraham in route to the NBA eventually, he's just going to take a detour and podcast for a little bit, like I am, is going to ask your ugly ass great grandkid. <laughs> Who won the 2020 NBA MVP? And they'll have no idea. Not even when they everyone, say the name. No. Which really Nicolo makes you think, like, people just are never going to have even known Joel Embiid was an NBA player. You know? I don't know how that math adds up. Well, it's just like if Jokic, who won an MVP and who's led his team to deeper in the playoffs and has pretty much accomplished everything that Embiid has yet to accomplish – it would be tough to imagine if they can't remember Jokic. There's no way they would remember Joel Embiid. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, uh, 2K ratings came out. Let's just fly through them quickly. A tie at the top between four guys who got 96 overall. Year 19, LeBron James. Kevin Durant, who is on the cover, who said he should be a 99. Giannis, finals MVP a 96. Stephen Curry won the scoring title 96. Kawhi on his ACL a 95. Uh, you've also got Tatum is a 90. Trey Young is an 89. So is Zion and LaMelo Ball an 84. Those are the notable ones that we've got. Thoughts? Who? Are we, are 99, it's like, you know how like you can never be yeah, 100 yeah. and you could be a 99? So, now, we, now are we capping it at 96? It's not capped at 96. It was just the way, 2K is always pretty tough on the ratings. Uh, not unlike Madden, Madden's a little more generous. And normally, like they have KD and Braun have been 98s, 99s before. Steph's been 97. Uh, Giannis, I don't know if he's ever gone over 96, but it feels like these guys could have been given a, a couple extra points. Um, who is I don't think it's necessarily about the points, who is, it's who's about the like, guy. I because you look at the four of them, and it's like I genuinely, you look at the four of them. And I think Giannis should be higher than a 96. And then it's just a question of, do you think the other guys should be as well? Like to me, I just think Giannis, what he just did. I don't, I don't, I do not appreciate the fact that the NBA or not NBA that Ronnie, I hate Ronnie 2k, by the way, that Ronnie 2k is, I don't even know if he comes up with these ratings is leaving it up to the fans to decide who is the best out of these four. 
It shouldn't be four of them in one grouping. Let's give respect where respect is due. Put LeBron and KD tied at the really? top. In a, yeah. I See, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a respect but, thing, Jack. But that's the thing. Out of those four, I, this is how I would rank it. Uh, right now, today, if I were doing 2K overall, I would have Giannis, 97, KD, 96, LeBron, and Steph, 95. That's how I would do it. You're, you're taking KD points off because of the size of his foot, correct? KD points off. So when you're building these things, like KD's passing. Oh, now you're a video game. No, no, no like KD's passing. Giannis is shooting, like limits him from going all the way to a 99 or even a 98. But, and Steph's defense, the same. LeBron's got all the traits, but like at this point in his career, like, you know, I, I just don't think it's what it was. So that's how I would do it. I have not, 97 Giannis, 96 KD, 95 for the other two. I'd bump Kawhi down to 94. And I would have, Yo- what Jokic get? Oh, Jokic got a 95. Dame got a 94, future uh, Sixer, but not till the trade deadline. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. What is that new, like, you're saying that? Oh, that came out today. You didn't see that? I sent it to you. Oh, the onion? In case you... Did the onion no, tweet? No, no. The... Oh, so I don't understand. If if the score or Bleacher or anyone posts any rumor that is pro-Dame to the Sixers, you're like, yeah, no, that's legit. That's But then when they when they post it and it says, well, Dame's going to start the season in Portland, you're like, nah, nah, that's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. What, dude? I'm not saying he's not going to be a sixer. I'm just saying it's going to be a little longer than we expected. I don't believe that. You don't? No, I don't want to believe it, so I okay, choose not to. Fair enough. Well, that's because I control. Here's a little life lesson, fam. The only people that control your emotions and how you feel are yourself. You are totally in grasp of that. So don't let Bleacher Report or 2K ratings, Kevin Durant, you butthurt bitch um just affect how you feel like i choose not to believe bullshit rumors like dame's camp is saying he's willing to stay dude you know why that's bullshit like damian lillard's a smart man right you would consider he him a didn't smart say man he's willing to stay he said he's he, he they think he's gonna wait till the season begins and and see what see if his lease is up on his house or see you, you know damn well when that lease is up, it's when you whatever. sign Whatever, see when Cody Zeller, if his game developed this offseason, you know. That's there's, a good point. You know there's what? There's a lot of things to see. <laughs> you got me there. There's a lot of things to see. Truthfully, I, I, this is, it is apparently coming from Dame's camp, but in my opinion, Portland should. Trade him. No. Should wait. Because the only team that's going to come in with a big offer is Philly. And you know Daryl right now is like, all right, we'll give you Ben. We'll give you Maxi or Matisse, but not both. And we're not giving you all those picks. Ben's still good. Like, let Ben play. Yeah, we will give you let- all those picks. <laughs> you will, but Daryl won't. Let Ben play literally 20 games for Philly next season. And the situation will be so ugly, they'll be trading him for a bag of rocks, let alone Damian Lillard. All right, we talked about this off the air. Ben Simmons will not step foot in the Wells Fargo Center wearing a Sixers jersey opening night. He won't. He won't. We'll see. He'll he'll, he'll hold out. He'll hold out. He'll hold out. Could you imagine? Yep. He's going. It, to. Things could get ugly in Philly. I cannot wait. 
Could you imagine? No. Oh my god. No, no, listen, listen. <laughs> Opening night, Friday, ESPN, Brooklyn Nets come to town. The Fargo's bumping. Ben Simmons would legitimately get booed. <laughs> Easily, bro. He, he would I don't know why you think it would booed. be bumping. It would just be like No, because they would I mean I mean, yeah, he I think he gets announced first in the starting lineup too. Like, you know how it's like Joel Embiid, and then they're like, from University of Texas, Kevin Durant. <laughs> they're like, from LSU Ben Simmons. <laughs> All right, Danny Green. Wait, He's is like, Danny Green on your team? Yeah, we just re-signed him. Big signing. You said Big that signing. you there was no chance he was coming back either after his comment. I didn't I, I didn't think I that, didn't think he would. You want to talk about the depth of the backcourt for Sacramento? The hatred of the backcourt in Philadelphia after Green's comments and Ben Simmons on opening night. And Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry, who's a 90 overall three-point shooter in NBA 2K. Yeah, what about it? <laughs> oh, it's quality. Listen, if Ben Simmons – are you sure you open on Friday night against the Nets or that's just the Nets? No, that's not confirmed. Okay. I, I I'm sure we have like a road game yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. I will be at the opener. If if Ben Simmons is still on the roster, I'll be there. I think you might be in a Ben Simmons <laughs> I jersey will, too. <laughs> I will. I will be courtside, just losing my mind, rooting for him. Mm, no. no, no. But you know what? I'll be at Nick's opening night and rooting for my boy Dennis Schroeder. Forty and a loss for Dennis. All right, fam. We're gonna take a quick break. After the break, Jamal Adams, Cap of the Week, and we rank the greatest families in sports. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, fam, we are back. Jamal Adams signs a four-year deal with the Seahawks. Average year, average per year, 17.5 milli. Salary cap is up, but man, oh man, this man has less interceptions than Vince Wilfork and Jason Pierre-Paul. And did we mention Jason Pierre-Paul has remnants of a hand? Um, but, you know, I rag on the Seahawks a lot, so I have to listen to the fans when they say, well, that's not his role. He's a blitzer. He's a captain. He's a this. Jamal Adams is one of the first divas, I feel like, to have a down year and still get that deal. You know what I mean? Did he have a down year in nine and a half sacks? I, I feel like he he was exposed a lot. Like Edelman. He was injured early yeah, on. Yeah, injuries. It felt like, my point is, it felt like, you know, when you have a contract year, people know he either had his contract year or he didn't do so well in his contract year. It felt like the latter. 
but he still got his big paid. And then like for it to go on that far into the offseason with no deal done, it felt like he wasn't going to be satisfied. But he gets his 18 mil a year, and Seattle now is <laughs> third, fourth I mean, in that I mean, last. I don't know. I mean, yeah, what what better way to GM a team than when Russell's blind side needs to get paid in Dwayne Brown? Let's pay the box safety. You know what? Fuck it. Who's the Chris Carson? You want twenty million? Let's start paying running backs. They but did no. pay Chris I, Carson. I, I get by what you. I get. I get what you're saying about the whole, uh, like he had a down year but still got the deal. The second that that trade was made for him to the Jets and Seattle traded two first round picks for him, that's when Jamal Adams got all the leverage sure. in the world. Somebody was going to pay him in general, and dare I say the Jets did something good. The Jets did something Jet, good. Jets won that trade. You know what? The last two big names out of New York, the Jets and the Giants, have won the trades. OBJ and now Jamal Adams. And it's not to s- why stop? Why stop the ball there? Can we talk about Chris? Oh my God! I was trying to stay in the sport, but if you would like to, I would. I would gladly. <laughs> I mean, you did. You did win the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. I can't say you won the Tim. We lost Hardaway that trade. one tragically, but. Who do we had? I don't even know who our draft pick. What did we, is it? Miles McBride? Who yeah. cares? Chris Stapps yeah, on Chris your team. Sucks. But uh, yeah, Jamal Adams and the Seahawks. Not not my favorite deal, but to your point, like what else were they gonna do? Where they weren't gonna say, look, if you save two and a half million, you're gonna be able to sign like a a smaller vet, so it might be worth it to just pay him. But we'll see. The injury stuff is weird. He's like never really play. I don't know. I didn't love it. And it is, it's Jamal Adams. Like, I'm not a huge Jamal fan. I liked him early on. And then he gives me Antonio and Le'Veon vibes. Like, just. Ooh, I think that's a little much. But I've, I've actually put together a little theory. I'm starting to think that in the NFL, and granted that my theory is based off running back, so maybe people are starting to learn. But in the NFL, we don't see them as much as we used to. But you know how we used to go into training camps and there would be these infamous holdouts for mm. deals? I'm starting to realize those holdouts never work for the player ever. Todd Gurley held out is a free agent right now. Le'Veon Bell is a free agent right now. Jamal Adams got his bag, but they traded two first round picks for him. Like these, like it is hard to bet on yourself in the NFL, given how much injuries play a factor. In because it. in the NBA, if you're a superstar, you're, a superstar, it's a superstar league. league and one guy can affect the only one position that can affect is quarterback and i think gms have come around and are like look we're not letting josh allen or lamar or any of these guys walk whatever they ask for we have to negotiate and explain to them hey you can't take all the money but we got to give them essentially what we have to give them like what when do you think we'll see the first like Big time contract negotiation between a huge name that like doesn't play out, and they literally look him in the face and are like, "You know what? Go get it from someone else." It feels like, I no, it won't happen. But Baker would be the one where it's like it's not because he just says he's the personality. No, it. it's more so he's like he's he's due for his contract, but he doesn't quite deserve the big money. But like someone will. The annoying part for the annoying part for Baker is. He's earned the big money, but when you look at him, he doesn't deserve the big exactly. money. You know what like I mean? Cleveland, you're, like you're going to give it to him because he won you a playoff game. It's as simple as that. But like, that's why I'm. That's why I'm, uh, dude. 
I'm telling you, unless you draft a guy and he's a definitive top five future quarterback in this league, let him walk and start over. Just start being the rookie window. But I don't just eat yeah, it I up. mean, if you're going to come up with a theory, I might just come up with a new motto, which is like, it's it might just be more fun to be competitive in the NFL, and and we got to stop rooting for our teams to win championships. Well, I actually like that because you don't need to root for your team. You all you need to root for in the NFL is your team to be. That's competitive. my point. You look at when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's one game a few times. You just got to get played well a little bit down. You don't have to be the best right. team year in and year out like you do in the NBA. Which is why. Baker, like you say, start over because Baker doesn't deserve the 240 over five years or whatever he might get. But like he brought him a playoff win and they don't have to worry about the 19 other guys that they had over six years and the and the copious amounts of losses. And it's like the Browns are competitive and they could win a Super Bowl. They probably won't. But like being competitive is cool. That's why I give Lamar the money. I know we'll be average after it, but whatever. He's fun to watch. So is Jalen Hurts, and he hasn't even gotten paid yet. Speaking of copious amounts of losses, did you see what um, John Mara, owner of GM, owner of the New York Giants, said? I get what he's saying, right? He came out essentially and said he stands by the taunting penalty after the um, who was it this weekend that had the big run, Colts running back who had the big run and literally just got excited about his run and got flagged fifteen yards for it. But I get what John Mara is saying. If you ran a team, Jack, and people just kept stepping on you year in and year out, week in and week out, taunting in your face as they beat you 30 to 10 and Daniel Jones fumbled three times, you would get pretty fucking sick of it. So from John Mara perspective, I get why he supports the taunting rule. But this isn't really going to be a thing, it's is gonna it? It's going to be a thing. Like... You ever watch Key and Peele? You know the video of how many pumps and Aaron Rodgers did the celebration? Like, I actually think Roger Goodell needs to put out a a video, a tutorial, to show what are the can and cannots of taunting. So, it's taunting other players. That's the rule. That is the new rule changes. You cannot flex on someone. You cannot get in their face. You cannot look at – stare down – you know, you run someone over, you can't look down at them. You can't taunt anyone. You can still celebrate your fucking ass off as much as you want, but you can't talk trash to other people, which just makes it feel like the softest rule in the book. Dude, I was I was watching NFL Live, and Jeff Saturday was on there, and he made a great point. I never played football in my life. My mom wouldn't let me, but football is a hard sport, probably the hardest. And they expect these players to play at such a high level with such an intensity and deliver such a pristine product to these fans that they make so much money off of year in and year out. And when you're asking the players to get so into that game, how can you also try and pull them away from it? Like, like I said, it is very hard to be in the NFL. People like you and I, maybe if you give us a few, a few tries, we can't put Derrick Henry on his ass in the backfield and, and tackle him. Not many people on planet Earth can do that. So when somebody actually does do that this year, like just like yelling yeah at Derrick Henry or something like that, that's not taunting. Like they want these players to to be so intense and to play their to play at their highest level. But like there's a human element to it. They've given their entire lives and that's what's coming out on the field. And I just can't see. I understand that the league is playing around with it right now in the preseason and calling these penalties. 
but 15 yards for having a heart. Essentially, that's what the penalty that's is. For 15 penalty, 15 yards for the love that's of the why. game. Um, and we won't even talk about the COVID stuff that's going on, which is, yeah. If you're a team, you better hope your team is vaccinated. Shout out, yeah. Shout out yeah. the Falcons. Shout out the Falcons, the Raiders. Did you see the headline that I I posted? No. The the Raiders are, are making uh, only vaccinated fans, so you have to be vaccinated. But the headline was, "Be vaccinated or get shot at Raiders games." Genius. <laughs> and they meant like you could take a shot at the game of like the vaccine but they framed it like maybe they maybe they did exactly no one really knows but i'm vaccinated so week one i'll be good to go but it was cracking it there's only one we got to take one one very brave unvaxxed person (laughs) that's got to go to raider stadium and put this theory to the test yeah you walk in al davis (laughs) what's what's your cap of the week Cap of the week, and it also brought me the most joy of the week. There was a time a few years ago, Jack, where Paul George and Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers, and Patrick Beverly made a comment. Steph Curry, the last five years has been your time. The next five are my time. Well, Pat, I hope you can make it your time in Minifucking <laughs> Soda. Not only do I is Pat Beverly an awful basketball player, not only is he a huge scumbag on the court, but he's expecting to go on these multiple championship runs with this Clippers team. He went to one Western Conference Finals with them in the bubble, so didn't go to any Western Conference Finals. No, nope, sorry, them. second round, both times. Yeah, right. He yeah. lost to second. Wait, wait, wait. Congrats, the Clippers. Pat. Did You're the Suns a... beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals? They did. They did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he went to one Western Conference Finals. Whoopty fucking do. And now he gets traded first to Memphis, which, all right, you can rot in Memphis. You're very excited. And like, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to see your face on national TV anymore, this, that. It's a cool city, so I'm happy for you in that regard. But then he gets rerouted <laughs> on a detour to Minnesota. And if I didn't have to see Pat Beverly on my TV screen in Memphis, I damn sure won't have to see him on national TV in Minnesota. But Pat, I'm actually worried about my friend Pat. I think when he tweeted this out today, somebody actually had it was a Al gun Davis to had him at gunpoint. You think you think he's an anti-vax? <laughs> Pat Beverly tweeted today. So happy about the trade. You know when someone's lying, when they use the word "so," and it's just like a bland. So happy about the trade. So happy about the trade. New start in Minnesota. Let me stop you there. What are you starting? An actual startup? <laughs> Maybe. Some young, thirsty guys wanting to win. Hashtag glory to God. Pat Beverly, I hope you're okay. Because if you're genuinely excited that you just got traded from Los Angeles to Minneapolis, Minnesota, then God bless your soul. But for, I'm either convinced that one... Alex Rodriguez and new ownership of the Timberwolves had a gun to his head and made him tweet that or two. It was some type of interaction with his mother where he was misbehaving. She's like, you're going to send that tweet, but mom send that damn tweet, but fine. And he had to send the tweet. But if someone, if someone on the internet can find me one image of Pat Beverly getting off the plane 
at Minnesota International Airport. I don't even know. They even have an nah, airport. Bro. You know that his fucking mug with his hair all wilding out will be. He'll be smiling, acting like it. It's like hashtag mini tough yeah, or something. Yeah. Rotten hell, Pat Bev. <laughs> Capital right, week. Let's get out of here with some ranks. We are ranking the greatest families in sports. I will begin. Number three. He he really he really told us he he was not I mean same same number three I mean, as me Levar Ball just masterclass like all right Lamelo we knew he was talented we knew that he was hyping him up and that we knew he was league bound we knew Lonzo was league bound because he was number two pick in the draft and was a stud at UCLA and then LiAngelo goes to UCLA he gets in trouble in China he goes to jail. And he seemingly can't find a place. He goes to the Thunder. I feel like he had to stop at the Pistons or the Thunder G League for like a second. Was quickly out of league. And it kind of felt like his role was to be on Ball in the Family on like Facebook. And that was going to be it for him. And then, my God, this guy shows up to G League and is who? Not G League, sorry. Summer Summer League, League. And is hooping. And I'm like, I legitimately was like, Wait, he actually might be good enough to find a, a role in the league. He should make a G League team. But yeah, I mean, LeVar, who paid LeVar Ball to shut up? He's been silent. It might have been Lonzo and LaMelo. Like, it, Dad, here's as much money as you want, but like, you got to stop. Nah, dude. I actually legitimately think it was like he signed like a binding legal contract with Palinka, Genie Bus, and the Lakers when Lonzo was on. Like, and magic like we're gonna take your son bro he was loud on the lakers you don't remember this do you not remember this oh yeah he was saying like lonzo's gonna bring him a title and then he got traded for lebron and he's like lebron's trash he'll never be good yeah he's like lebron didn't let him do his that whatever it's ever since Lamelo came in the league that you have not heard from lavar ball you see him but you don't really hear him someone paid lavar to shut up and I want to know who it is and how fat that bag was. But no, the Ball family is number three for me as well. Forget that the whole Jello thing. There's nothing I appreciate more than someone being so obnoxious, so in your face, so ridiculous. But they're so confident in what they're saying and it ends up yeah. being correct. Now, in hindsight, the Balls haven't done shit, right? Did LaMelo win rookie they of the year? LaMelo won rookie of the year. Lonzo got a bag. A ball, like a a ball hasn't pl- Did he get a bag? He got a bag. I'm, so, I'm a sorry. I'm sorry. A relative Did, uh, bag in the I'm NBA. Sorry. Are you getting the podcast payments now? Like if that's not I'm a just ba- saying like relatively speaking like 4 for 80 is like hourly wage in the <laughs> NBA. Um but they haven't made the playoffs yet. No. That not a single ball they haven't player. They made the playoffs. They this is it's funny in the NBA world of word podcasters who like talk about these guys and hold them to the highest, make highest a lot of standard, money. The balls have accomplished nothing in the terms of like family, right? Of like, if you were to have multiple siblings go and play in the NBA and all of them are multimillionaires, that's like as made it as you could do. And so it is funny, like seeing the two frame, but yeah. Uh, who's your number two? Number two, just for a fun perspective, I'm going with the Gronkowskis. Mm. I know Rob. I know there's a Chris. I don't know what Chris looks like. I know there's like three others of them that are just jacked, love to party, 
have fun, smash beers on their heads. Just a feel-good family. I think one of them was a fullback and was maybe a teammate with Rob or something in New England. Um, But just a good old family. I know they made some solid investments in some, like, protein shake or something. So they got good head on their shoulders. It's really just they like to party and they're jacked. So they're they're, pretty cool. They're pretty epic. Uh, my number two, I'm going to the Gretzky's. Not only do you have the best hockey player of all time, but you have the best performing. I don't even know how to describe Paulino, but yes, you have tremendous tremendous genes in the family, tremendous genes in the family. And she's dating married to what's it? Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're crushing the sports world. Um, and before my number one, I'm trying, I was trying to think of like all the sibling ones. I'll give a shout out to the Watts. I feel like they've done a nice job in sports, but number one is the antenna Kumpo brothers, four brothers, three NBA titles, two MVPs and a summer league championship after Alex wins it with the Kings. They're crushing and they are the most fun. They grinded out of fucking Greece and wherever they were. I mean, they're just epic. Yeah, whatever. I mean, they're not obviously the GOAT. Like, there's other... Like, my first one's a joke, so... There's the Williams sisters. There's the Mannings. There's um, the Griffies. Griffey Jr. Yep. It's weird when you have to call them the mm-hmm. Griffies. Because you just know them as Ken Griffey Jr. But the Griffies. But my number one, we're going to the movie theater. Calvin Cambridge, Tracy Reynolds, and Murph from Like Mike. Tracy Reynolds, um, combo guard for the LA Knights and Like Mike. Feel Good Story adopts his backcourt partner in Calvin Cambridge and they're just you know they're throwing paint doing geometry on the walls like that's one of my favorite movies of all time so I gotta give love to Calvin Cambridge and Tracy Reynolds which you remember when we started ranked and we wanted to do the first one I was like why don't we rank sports movies you're like that's so why haven't we ranked sports movies yet like it is so easy next Thursday next Thursday we've ranked the worst things to lose but we haven't ranked sports. sports there's just so many. Like you kind of have to break it into categories. There's a lot of families. Ah, could you name more? The Williams sisters. The, the holidays. How? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, the the Ertzes. The Ertzes, they're big time. Um, um the Mahomeses. Yeah. Jackson's got facts, a jump shot. Facts. Uh, A B and Hollywood yep, are related. Yep. The Browns. The Browns. That's their last name is Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about d- different Browns. All right. Um, the the Currys. That that whole tree is like Doc, yeah. Austin, Seth, Damian Lee, Steph. They're like squatting that, that That family tree goes. That family the tree goes. have potential. I'm surprised you didn't give a Bronny, Bronny and uh, Z- what's, what's her name? I was name? going to. Zori. Zori. Shout out. Uh, poor, poor Bryce. Bryce. Nah, but Bryce was had to be the character in Space Jam too, right? That was uh, yeah. That's what you get. That's what you get for being <laughs> swag as fuck. All right. Well, we've officially reached the point in the podcast where Abe is making fun of a thirteen-year-old. So, with that being said, fam, is he thirteen? Sunday night. If yeah, if you think I'm making fun of a thirteen-year-old wait now, till wait till the Zoom. Text the word podcast four four three three eight three four one four zero. Eagleson should be back by then. Everyone say oh, Bryce is 14. 14. There you go. Abe, final thoughts? See y'all Sunday. See actually. y'all Sunday. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.